millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Join us for a journey as we go back to the great civilizations of the past. Who were the people? What were they like? How did they begin? And how did they end? Let's find out on this episode of Fan of History. Hello, Dan. Hello, Bernie. You are excited. Yes, we're going to talk about the monarchy in Rome. All right. We are at the sixth king. And they might all be legendary, but Rome is, according to legend, ruled by Servius Tullius still. And he is around for all this decade. Okay. But I wanted to start this episode by quoting Cambridge Ancient History. Okay. So this is what the wise sages of today are saying about this time in Rome. Quote, We have great difficulty in making up our minds about the events of the last three kings, the two Tarquinae and between them Servius Tullius, who, being nearer to the foundation of the Republic, had a better chance of being remembered correctly. And a bit later, Tarquinius Priscus, Servius Tullius and Tarquinius Superbus are placed in a more recognizable historical context which is Greco-Etruscan. And, a bit later, Above all, tradition makes Servius Tullius the great reformer who superimposed on the three tribes and thirty curiae of the Romulian order a new division of the citizens in the five classes and 193 or 194 centuries according to wealth. Military obligations were fixed on the new basis. The rather simple army of Romulus, divided into uniform cavalry and uniform infantry, tradition tells us, was supposedly replaced by an army of the hoblitic type, mm. 
in which there were various kinds of infantry soldiers and possibly two types of cavalrymen. One with two horses and the other with one horse. Hmm. This is clearly what existed in Rome from the 4th century onwards. End quote. Aha. So we know that that's how it was, but it could be that could be started now. Yes. Remember what I told you about the Roman kings being kind of like pegs where mm-hmm. the Romans hung things. And ah. they have to explain that the Roman state in the 4th century BC is not the same as the one that Romulus founded. And they credit Servius Tullius for almost everything and name it the Servian Constitution, uh-huh. which becomes a bit weird because Servian, Servius Tullius means, Servius means slave. Yeah. So it's a slave constitution sounds pretty bad. Oh, right. Yeah. I wonder if like, because he's like the last king, kind of. He's the second to last king. But they didn't like the last one, probably. They wouldn't give him any credit, did they? No, they, they really hate the last king. He's the reason for the Republic. Right. So if anything, I'm this is amusing, but like maybe anything that they knew happened before the Republic and they didn't get it in between the other kings, they, Servius Tullius got it. Yeah, it goes even deeper than that. So pretty much all the reforms of the last three kings or most of the reforms that are clearly from the early and middle Republic, they will all be attributed to Servius Tullius. Oh, okay. We know very little of what he actually did in this decade. He celebrates a triumph over the Etruscans on May 25th in 567 BC. Oh, the date and everything. Yes. And he also celebrates another triumph over the Etruscans. We talked about one in the last decade. Yeah. But there is a third one, but uh, nobody knows when that was. Oh, okay. Do you know? How do they know that was a date? They, They can see... That there is a date, but it cannot be read. I see. So three triumphs, um, maybe here in the 560s for the third one. The oldest source for this time and the Servian constitution is Cicero, uh, the Republica. Yeah. Written in 44 BC. Yeah, right. We also have Livy who is about contemporary with Cicero. And he wrote a work called Ab Urbe Condita, which the Romans just bought. They love this. So those are our two sources for this. For this period. For for these reforms, which are huge. That the Roman army turned into hoplites at this point, is uh, that makes a lot of sense, because yeah. hoplite warfare has been around since at least the 650s. Right. And the Greeks are um, doing well with their hoplite things, and the Etruscans pick that up, and Rome is controlled by Etruscans. And they must all kind of know, like, the important people, not the everyday people, but the important people must know some of these events that are going on around Rome and the Mediterranean, I would think, right? Like, between the... Carthaginians and the Greeks and the and the Etruscans, you know, like we said, with that colony on Alalia. Yeah, I bet uh, Servius Tullius is talking to his Etruscan uh, peers in other Etruscan cities. Yeah. And they tell him that the Greeks are everywhere. Yeah. We need to ally with Carthage, which Rome will soon do. And, you know, like the Phocaeans, when they came to um, 
Yeah, they would still do it. When they came to um when they came to uh trade and stuff in the Mediterranean, they they sailed in warships like right away. Whether they you know, Herodotus says the other guys, you know, they would have like more merchant ships and there was piracy and stuff, but here come these Greeks just in these big warships, and they were better than a lot of the other ships too. So it had to definitely be a thing. I remember that the Greeks have infested the, the Italian peninsula yeah. long ago, so they are in the south. Yeah, so it would make sense that the Romans would want to get a hoplite army because that was the best army at the time. Okay, now we'll try to tell you about the Servian constitution. Oh, good. So this is the state of everything when pretty far into the Republic, and it's big. Okay. So, most of the reforms, credited them to Servius Tullius, will extend voting rights to certain groups. In particular, to the minor landholders and the landless citizens, that is, the plebeians. Oh, the plebes. All right. Yes, the plebes. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, to make them a counterpoint to the patricians, to the noble families of Rome. Sounds like Pesistratus. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think it's an accident it happens here in this time of so many great reforms in other places. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's funny how we do this when we do this the way we do it. Like, we're not just covering, you know, we're covering the 560s and we're like, well, what happened in Rome and what happened in Greece? Look, it's similar. Yeah, you, you can almost see them talking to each other. Yeah. So two new things are introduced into the Roman system of government. There is a census of every male Roman citizen. Oh. So we... The state registers everybody's wealth, tax liability, military obligation, and the weight of a guy's vote. Oh, that weights the vote? Yes. Ah. And we also establish the Comita Centuriata. This is a new assembly 
in Roman government that has electoral, legislative and judicial powers. And these are the foundations of the Roman Republic, eventually. Okay. So this will become really important in the Republic, but we are still ruled by this king. And did he really implement all of this? Yeah, right. It's Probably not. Yeah, like, like, what do you vote for if you have a king, you wonder? Like, like what if the king doesn't like what you voted for? Well, remember that the the Senate was there from the start. Yeah, them too. So they, they are they are around. It's not. Uh, it's of course it's a dictatorship, which is a bad word to use when we talk about Romans, right? But there's a lot of people needed to rule the right. this very small state. So it seems weird that they set up all this mechanism while they're still. Oh, good point. Just the town. Yeah, right. Yeah, good point. So the whole constitution probably represents a long-drawn, complex and piecemeal process yeah. going for maybe 300 years. But we right. credit all of this to Servius Tullius. Well, you know, when your father is a dis- disembodied penis, you could do anything. Yeah, the slave boy has a lot of political ideas here. <laughs> exactly. Of course, one factor that makes this reform necessary is the Roman expansion. Servius Tullius is kicking Etruscan ass in some places. Yeah. And now, one of the strengths of the Roman Republic will be that all male citizens are involved in the military defense. And of course, the Romans are always defensive and never aggressive. Never. If you ask the Romans. Of course. Americans are the same way. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, giving these rights to the plebeians while asking them to protect the state is a clever move. Oh, right. Because now everybody will be engaged in the work of the Roman army. Mm -hmm. But still, your value as a citizen is based on your wealth. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're worth less than (laughs) 11,000... Sorry, I'll take that in. If you're worth less than 11,000 asses, <laughs> you're not admitted to the regular army. That's a lot of asses. So you basically have to, have to be at least not super poor to be allowed to fight for the Romans. That's the opposite of what we have today. Now if you're poor, they want they put you as cannon fodder, right? In those days, you had to be rich to be in the army. And it will be like this until Hannibal puts it all upside down. How many people could afford 11,000 asses? I, I don't know the value of an ass. I know, but still, just to feed an ass, if you could keep 11,000, I mean, maybe that's not where, yes. Wow, though. I'm sure they didn't actually have 11,000 asses, but they would have to be able to have 11. I mean, that's the value, whatever the value of an ass is. Right? An ass is an, uh, a Roman coin, <laughs> and it's still uh, questionable if they actually had coins here. Oh, wait, are you saying an ass like an animal or an ass was a coin? It's the Asarius. Oh! <laughs> uh, but it's often called the ass. Okay. <laughs> what were you thinking about? I, I thought you meant donkeys. <laughs> well, 11,000 donkeys is a lot of uh, That's money. That's what I thought. That's a lot of donkeys. 11,000 slaves with nice asses is even more expensive. <laughs> and way more expensive to feed them too. Okay. All right. So bear with me now. I'll try to explain how this system works. Okay. 
So before this, the passing of laws and judgment was done by the Comita Curiata. This was a, the curate assembly made up from 30 curiae. And the curiae were made up of in three groups. So there were 10 curiae for each of the three aristocratic tribes. Okay. The Ramnes, the Titius, and the Luceris. These were the original patricians. Okay. And the people who descended from Rome's founding families. And they were traditionally associated with three of the seven hills in Rome. Okay. Probably because the city only covered three of the seven hills at the time. So out of these tribes came the Senate. There were 200 clans among the patricians. Oh. And these are names you will recognize then, like the, the Claudian clan, the Julian clan. And each one of them had one seat in the Senate. Okay. 200 clans with one guy in the Senate. And the Senate advised the king. They made up the laws and put the king's name on it if he thought it was okay. And this was the first representative government in Rome then. Maybe instituted by Romulus then if he existed or somebody. Okay. But in the end, if the king had a different opinion, they just had to shut up. Oh. And they also had to be, the Senate's decisions had to be approved by the Comita Curiata. But it was basically the same people in that. Oh, okay. That's not a lower body, right? It is a different body than the Senate, but it's it's made up of the same clans and okay. the original three tribes. Okay. And all the plebeians could just maybe get the permission to speak in one of these assemblies, but they couldn't vote. Okay. And then Servius Tullius, or this process for the Servian constitution, changed all that. So there was a Comita Centuriata, still another body. Okay. Elected by the plebeians. Wow. And this became the central legislative body of Rome. And in order to set this up, you needed the first Roman census. Oh, I see. So Servius Tallius is credited as the first Roman censor. And we'll see later with the Romans that when a censor is elected, he has enormous power. Okay. You are the guy who's counting everybody. Yeah. And that's super important. And their money. Like someone like Trump would have said he had a lot of money for this particular... Yes, and the point of the census was to organize the military then and set up this. So register people's social... This sounds so bureaucratic for this age, but... Yeah, uh, register all this stuff about every male individual in Rome. Oh, right. So maybe... Only citizens, though. So no foreigners or slaves. I just... How big is the city to have all these people? Have, I could just feel like your army, if you had one bad day, you would have no army left. But obviously, they must have had more people. Yeah, they are doing well on the battlefield. Yeah. And of course, this is a straight blow at the patricians. So this reduces patrician power... But the patricians are not down for the count. They will, these, this sets up the stage for the classic conflicts between the patricians and the plebeians. Uh-huh. And I still think it's an open question of who were actually the plebeians. Was it everybody else 
Or was mm-hmm. it just people with means? Right. Or at least some means. Some means, but not obviously not slaves, but how? What are, what's the next level? Right. And there, there are some uh, interesting uh, categories here in the census of people. Like, for example. So, if you are aged between 46 and 60, you are noted as a seniores. Oh. But if you are 17 to 45, you are juniores. And that means that you can fight in the front line. Okay. I don't know what happened to people over 60, but there are probably not too many of them. No, not too many of them. (laughs) So how do you count how wealthy people are? Yeah, I was wondering that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the the counting was based on how much land do you own? How much livestock do you have? And that's it. Hmm. Until coinage really breaks into the Roman society. And that doesn't happen until the 2nd century BC. Then everything is focused around money. But now it's focused around land and livestock. Wow. Because if a cow dies, you lo- I mean, you could like, <laughs> you know. And this makes... It depends on when they count too. Like what if you just ate a bunch of your cows? <laughs> then you have, to, you have to wait until the next census. Maybe you just keep the cows alive until you're yeah. census. <laughs> and then you eat them. <laughs> right. But it also sets up a fascination in the Roman mind for wealth. Ah, and of course, your birth is important, but it's not as important as it used to be. What do you mean, your birth? Like if your family name? Yeah, your family name, if you're one of the originals, it's of course okay. uh, prestigious. But now you can actually become powerful by becoming wealthy. It's kind of like the U.S. when you think about it, right? Like you could have a family name, but you're nothing unless you're rich. Yes. Yeah. You could be like, you know, newly rich, or you could be old rich. And you could be old rich and blow all your money, and then you're not so cool anymore. Hmm. And the Comita Centriate is based on these centuries. Okay. And the century means a hundred. So that maybe will give you some kind of impression of how many there were. There were 193 centuries. One hundred Or 194. And they were not... Uh, equal so they were based on six classes a century is a hundred people right yes so you make a class in other words you're like class the first century you'd be like the richest and then the hundred the 94th you're the poor poorest of that group no a century is assigned a class between one and five and uh, crap so there are like six different classes okay okay centuries i see and in order to be in the first class of century, with the most vote, you get to be. You have to have one hundred thousand asses. Okay. You also have to provide your own helmet, breastplate, greaves, round shield, spear, and sword. In the second class, you need seventy-five thousand asses. The third class is fifty thousand asses, and the fourth class is twenty-five thousand. And there. The equipment is quite different. Now you only have to equip yourself with a shield, a spear, a javelin, and a sword. Okay. In the fifth class, that's the 11,000 asses limit. Because now you are a military man, but you're the poorest possible. Then you have to equip yourself with a sling. Oh. And some sling stones. Yeah, no armor. 
and maybe a javelin that's contested. Okay. Well, if you could get one, I'm not sure they'll let you bring it. But then we have one century that is crap <laughs> called the proletarii. Aha. Uh-huh. The poorest bums. The marks. We need marks to come and organize them. Uh, they don't own <laughs> anything. Uh, they don't. They are not worth 11,000 asses. We also have special. Later, we have special centuries for the uh, equities, but we'll save the equities for a much later date. Okay. They're like the knights, aren't they? We also have special classes for engineers and musicians later. Oh. Uh, do you know? I don't. Okay. So, you. What is an asset again? Is What is it again? Is it money? It's not it's money. A, it's though. a coin. Oh, it later, is a coin. Later it is a coin. Later it's a coin. But, the, so but it's this a, time a measure only, of wealth. That's the measure of wealth. So however many cows or whatever, livestock, equals that many asses later. So they must have wrote it later if they didn't have coins now, right? Yeah, maybe they had a unit to measure wealth because they had to count it in some way. Yeah, yeah. They need to know how much land is worth a cow. Right. Right, right. Pretty good. Again, it going. <laughs> and here is the battle structure, basically, in this system. You place the guys with all the hoplite equipment in the front. And then we have the poor people running around throwing javelins and shooting with slings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy to me. I, like, what if you lose all those guys in the front? <laughs> but this will turn out to be pretty efficient yeah and we'll see the republican army can do great things yeah until the reforms of marius but that's far in the future about 500 years yeah uh, the R- rome is also growing and um, there is uh, something called the pomemorium uh, sorry the pomerium okay and that is the sacred boundary of rome okay and it was originally smaller than it will become now. Because now it's reformed to include all the seven hills of Rome. Okay. And everybody inside it. So that's the sacred boundary. Okay. Then as the empire becomes an empire and everything, that's always a thing? Yes. Okay. And in fact, it will turn into a problem for the Republic in 500 years. Because in order to participate in the government you have to actually be in within the sacred boundary uh-huh so you can't sit in turkey and make decisions in the republic because nobody will listen you have to physically appear in the forum in the senate oh and if you're gone you don't have power except the power of your armies in case you're upset at the republic aha uh-huh. that's why that didn't work Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. There were some form of defense. So there might have been an original wall, but that was now enlarged, maybe. Okay. But we have nothing left of that, and we do have a wall coming soon. Okay. But that is definitely not there while Servius Tullius rules. Okay. But four new regions, quarters of the cities added, and Servius Tullius himself moves into new palace in this new area and not in the old city. It's a way to do it. It is super unclear what's going on outside the sacred boundary. But people are probably living there. There might be a system of regions outside the sacred boundary but that has not come down to us Mm -hmm. but we see people gaining citizenship who do not live in rome okay somewhere around this time oh and thus they get the vote oh if they go within the sacred boundary oh they gotta be in there to do the vote but they could be okay yes they must have needed them you know Plus, if you've got to be by land, there's only so much area for land. And if you have a lot of it, you know. And remember also that everybody is paying taxes. Okay. According to, to this new system, which is quite an organized system compared to anyone else. Yeah. Except maybe the Assyrian Empire, but they're gone. They're gone. And the Babylonians. Yeah, it's crazy. And this this system with seven quarters... Or I don't know how many quarters there were from the beginning, but Service Talis added four quarters. I think there were seven in total, and that system remains in place until 7 BC. Oh, wow. When Augustus himself uh, uh, reforms this, finally, oh, wow. into 14 regions. But then we're talking about a city with a million inhabitants. Oh, they're conservative, aren't they? They would take a long time to change something. <laughs> yes. Gosh, I can't wait to talk about Augustus. We're going to get there. We're doing pretty good, I think. So that's what I had this time for All the right. Romans. Yep, a nascent empire. Not even, it's almost going to be a republic. And of course, Servius Tallius lives a very long time, as all the Roman kings do. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a hint that they did not really exist as they have come down to us. Probably not. If... Some of the Roman kings existed. This guy and the next one are the most likely to be real. Right. As I started episode by saying from Cambridge Ancient History. Yes. So we will kill off Servius in 535. 
All right. So he'll be with us for quite some time. Okay. We got him for a couple more decades. Yes. And that's tough because there's not that much, right? We have very little information. Yeah, you don't know if what we just talked about happened in 550 or 540 or 530, right? So I look into this, but probably have to incorporate the Romans in one of the other episodes for the gotcha. 550s and the 540s. Gotcha. But then we'll do the murder of Servius Tullius, which is always interesting. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to wait to find out about that. Paving the way for somebody who's named the Proud. Okay. Lucius Tarquinius Superbus. <laughs> who was so bad that the Romans decided to make it all a republic. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to hearing how that happened. And it's, it's, it's funny, like we like said before, all this dem- democratization is happening all over different places. And the Romans' hatred for kings will be so great after that guy that... Augustus said, well, I'm not the king. I am the first equal of the citizens. Right. The principates, from which we have the name prince. Oh, all right. And then he invents the cool term, well, I am the Caesar, the Kaiser, the emperor. Yeah. Because he can't say king because the Romans will kill him if he doesn't. They would, right. I wonder what we'll do in this country someday. We don't want to have a king, but we'll call him. We will call him something else. <laughs> yeah, I remember the Roman name for king is Rex. Yeah, and one of the very few pieces of evidence for the Roman kingship is an old stone with the three letters R E X on. And maybe that was a dead dog, yeah. dog's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. And there will be this uncertainty about Rome for a long time. But now we have gone into this Roman labyrinth and we'll stay in it. Oh, yeah, I know. We said it. In, so we started at 6. When did we start at 612? Something like that. 616. 616. Yep. And here we are. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Servius Tullius may have uh, given everything we got on him, right? So, And I can't wait for uh, 390 BC when the... Gauls, Celts, will destroy Rome. You see how positive you are now? You used to say you weren't going to finish this podcast after 500, but now you're already ready for the 390s. That's great. Yes. So that's it for today. Please visit our Facebook page. Please. You can also send us email to simwaypodcast at gmail.com. Simway with a C. Z. Yeah. And uh, Eva will respond to those and send them to me or Bernie or whoever else. Or whoever else needs to get it. Yes, that goes for all of my podcasts, including all the Swedish ones. All right. Yeah, I wish I could listen to some of them. Just wait for uh, better AI. Soon you can do it. I know. That's coming, I'll bet you. Uh, it's coming. I think that'll be a great, I don't want to get too crazy, but that'll be a great invention, a little AI ear piece, you know, you go to other countries and you could hear, like that fish, that they, like that, then they put a fish in your ear in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The Babel like fish. The Babel fish, yeah. <laughs> All right, we hit a tangent. I better go. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. All right. Next time we're doing China. And um, we're going to go to the Near East. So we got more in the 560s.
Oh yes, we're gonna kill off Nebuchadnezzar the second. Yeah. And we're gonna talk more about Cyrus the Great. Yeah, he's on his way up. Yeah. All right, next time. Cheers. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash fan of history. Just a dollar an episode would help us out. Thanks, and see you next time.